Music Thing podcast with this week's guest, Ron Benway. Ron Benway is a busker, an entertainer, and an all-around great guy. This week, we talked a lot about busking. Our interview went really long. This is part one of two. So put us in your pocket and take us along with you while we shoot the breeze. So it's like, a, it's like you know how the, your phone is like, counts your steps? Yeah. It's like, counts your steps, and then it gives you rewards and gives you cash here and stuff like that, and Target gift cards and whatever if you walk, if oh, you go out crazy. and walk. I would walk around, and it would do it would register nothing, and then I'd get on the bus, and then it'd be like, oh, he, this guy's walking fast. Like, it would, like, <laughs> give me credits on the bus. 35 miles an hour. And I... So I felt like this is lame. Like it did. The one thing that was funny that it did was it counted my steps in quotation steps while I was busking. Busking, like playing a set in front of the Starbucks was like 800 steps or something. Yeah, because you're always dancing back and forth. Yeah, moving around, shucking and jiving with the people, doing what has to be done to make (laughs) a dollar. Babies. Get that coffee change out of their pocket. Vegas is a wild place, man. (laughs) You never know. You've been there, you know. I think I've been there three times now. Two times. At least two times. That's as many times as I've been there. (laughs) No, didn't you grow up in Vegas? I grew up there. I was born and raised there. Yeah, I was born there. I was born on Maryland Parkway. Oh, you were born on Maryland Parkway. (laughs) There's a hospital on Maryland Parkway. The world-famous location of Benway Bop Records. There's a documentary coming out about Maryland Parkway. I saw it. Oh, I didn't see the whole documentary, but I looked up Benway Bop Records, and it was like, oh, uh, Broken Boulevard or something. Parkway of Broken Dreams, yeah. Parkway of Broken Dreams. I believe it's called Parkway. Quit broken dream. Well, you're five minutes of greatness in there. So. That's what I'm good for. That's how I stayed in the busking documentary with it, that Brian Nunez made. You've probably seen that. The find yeah, your, find way. your way. I feel like I only I, I'm like I'm just a chunk in the middle. But like so many of my friends donated to the uh, crowdfunding source. Like so, go fund so, me or whatever. Like I, I I I had like three ex girlfriends in the credits. But so many people. I feel like they would have cut me out. But like so many people donated money that they were like, ah, oh, we got to keep the Benway part in there in the middle. <laughs> Just give him like, really... just give him like six minutes in the middle of this two-hour movie. I liked it in that uh, movie, and like I said, uh, you were one of the first ones that I saw a video of on at Pike Place Market when I had just yeah. moved to Seattle, and I was like, the farmers markets were drying up for the summertime. Oh, somebody said Pike Place Market. I look at Pike Place Market busking, and there's Ron, a video of Ron Benway doing "Miss You," killer like epic performance, like you, interacting you... with everybody, and I was like, I want to do that. That's the story <laughs> of my life. That's the story of my life. If this fool can do it anybody can do it that's the whole thing like i do that at open mic i'll be like hey if i can do this you can do this come on get up you're a natural born uh friend maker right natural born juggler of opinions and ideas and monkeys i don't know what i'm talking about (laughs) how can i become a friend maker like ron benway you gotta be born with it that's all there is to it (laughs) i see people coming and i'm like well i gotta go and you see people coming you're like hey let me play a song for you and tell you i love people i love to talk to strangers oh yeah 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 that's why i have a podcast name that your podcast called uh, Ron Benway talks with friends and strangers. When was the last one of those that you filmed? Oh, last May. I said filmed. I filmed it. I, f- I filmed it all over my all over myself. The last one we did was last May. I forced my. I got to Vegas and uh, and I tried to do it in Vegas. I did two episodes in Vegas in May of 2020, and uh, it was with people in their cars in the driveway of the house I was staying in. And I just like had an eight foot mic cord and I threw it into the car and made, I was like, you got to perform in your car. And so it's like, I have two episodes that are recorded in somebody's car. 
socially distant right socially distant yeah i was i was i was eight feet away from them uh, <laughs> sitting in the on the rocks in las vegas because no one has grass in las vegas everyone has rocks in their front yard <laughs> you're lucky if you have rocks some people just have sand <laughs> but so and i'm gonna start again i'm here in pennsylvania now so i'm gonna i'm gonna start again uh very soon from seattle to york city to Vegas, you have played. You bust near the Fringe Festival, or you played near the Fringe Festival in Scotland. I bust a little bit in Scotland, mainly in Glasgow and Ayr, and a little bit in Edinburgh. But um, not during the festival, though. Not around the festival time. That festival's crazy. I showed up there the week after the Fringe Festival. Okay. So I was like one of the only buskers in Edinburgh. <laughs> yeah, and everybody's like, "Ah, that was last week, mate." <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I took everybody's here. money that day. I, oh, nice. Every, yeah, everybody that passed by was like, "Hey, everybody's gone. You're the only guy here." Chung, 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 chung. <laughs> in Edinburgh, it's funny because it, you you can run into like a bagpipe player easily on oh, the yeah. streets, and the you got to keep walking. Buskers. Like you can't you can't busk. You can't got to be three blocks from a bagpipe. Yeah, yeah that's what happened was uh, at the end of my set, or like you know what was the end of my set? I'd been playing for like three hours or so and suddenly i saw a guy walk up with bagpipes i'm like oh that's it like yeah. nowhere nowhere on the royal mile is gonna be a uh, good anymore yeah for this. <laughs> with acoustic and vocals right yeah no <laughs> you're bad you're fighting a bagpipe now it's almost like singing next to accordion which you used to do i used to play with an accordion player for a couple of years in in uh, seattle it was a lot of fun you can look up Raw Corn online and find Ron Benway playing. Oh my goodness! I love the name Raw Corn. It was a popular name. We 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 made a, we made we made like a sign right in the beginning, and we never ever made another sign. Like for the whole three years we played together, it was no butter, no salt, just raw corn or something like that. I think it said. That's fantastic. I'm very lazy about making a busking sign. I always think like, oh, I'm gonna make a new one every day. I'm gonna, I'll like my first one. If I start, if I haven't busked for a while and I go out, I'll be like, oh, happy Monday. I'll write. Or happy Wednesday and think like yeah this and then eventually I'll just be like on a Friday using a happy Wednesday sign because I'm just really lazy but and they're so easy it's like a piece of cardboard and a marker pen right. you could make one every day easily but I just I'm lazy about it and then eventually I'll just make a generic one and just let it sit there like this is the tip bucket <laughs> this is the bucket don't miss it don't miss it with your Starbucks change I took a line from Greg Paul who uh, took a line from somebody else that says this is Phil fill the bucket <laughs> <laughs> we used to play um, tip or consequences, me and Greg Paul with Greg Paul. Oh, yeah. It's like tip or consequences. <laughs> if you don't tip, we'll stand here and tell bad jokes. Or if you don't tip, we'll stand here and tell you this isn't the first Starbucks. Or if you don't tip, like there's consequences if you don't tip. That Greg Paul, he's he's doing good work. He's uh, he's uh, you should interview him. He was always like, well, I'm just a, a banjo guy. Like he had a record deal. Yeah. on a major label and stuff but he's like i'm just a banjo guy now but now he's like in his apartment doing like you know real reverby washed out uh he did a police cover recently and oh really i've stuff. lost track of him really on social songs. media yeah yeah yeah, yeah he always has a funny name he never goes under greg paul yeah my 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 youtube page is now just called ron benway just like everything else it used to be called benway tunes animation hashtag benway tunes yeah 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 yeah. i make i make cartoons uh benway t-o-o-n-s i'm the only ron with two ends benway on facebook my friend my friend had my friend when a, a, a good buddy of mine when he started his instagram account he he just went under the name david lee roth on instagram <laughs> And then uh, David Lee Roth contacted him and went, hey, buddy, uh, I'd like to use that name. And my friend just gave it to David Lee Roth for nothing. Oh my like, God. here, Dave. Here, Diamond Dave. Here's <laughs> your name back on Instagram. 
This is a mess. This is going to be a 20-minute 20 20 podcast for sure. <laughs> or a four-minute one. All right. <laughs> so this is going to air Wednesday. Do you have any gigs coming up this weekend or within the next recent future that anybody should everybody should know about? In York, Pennsylvania, I have a gig on um, June 4th, Friday, June 4th. It's a fancy place called the King George Speakeasy. Nice. That's uh, it's a kind of an underground place. It used to be a speakeasy, but it's just recently opened to the public. It's a speak loudly. It's a, it's a it's a it's a scream easy. <laughs> scream easy. You can tell everybody about it. In it's fact, easy to scream there. King yes. George would be very happy if you screamed it. It's all red velvet, and it's all like really nice, and the food is nice, and so I have to go in there and be nice. But yeah, and some of my songs work in that setting, and some, and it'll be kind of like. You know, like, I can't expect my friends to show up and drink $14 cocktails and not have a different act. Strap yourself in. I'm, I'm going to stand on a table now. Oh, it's a... <laughs> Oh, it's a thousand dollar table. Oh, okay. No. Anybody who's seen a Ron Benway show knows that he's not ground floor based. I love to walk a bar. That's like if you've never walked a bar playing music, it's it's magical. If you can, if you can't, if you're not gonna piss the bar off and you're not gonna kick things over. I've seen a few people do it early on, and I was like, oh, I'm doing that one day. Whenever there's a chance to walk a bar, kick your shoes off first, though. You don't want to put your shoes on the bar. Oh yeah. But you kick your shoes off and you just eloquently dance across the bar and sing, and then. You either get hired or fired, one way or the other. They either bring you back if it was if, if the owner wasn't there, or you get fired and you never play there again. This is "Shine Me Up Pretty" by Ron Benway and the Train to Salvation.
Well, I was gonna ask, uh, what's the biggest show you've played, like the York Center or something? As myself, <laughs> as Ron Benway, I've or played any, just anything. Um, I, I've, I've never was a sideman until I came to Pennsylvania, and I have side sideman for side person for a few different people, um, which I've played bigger shows as a side person than ever as a solo person. I played in a baseball field one time. I played like a beer festival in a baseball field, which was cool. Like we were on the big screen and everything. And uh, who was that with? <laughs> Uh, just me. Just that was just Ron Benway and the Train to Salvation. When I was in a band called, I had a band called the Train to Salvation. A great. But band. I once opened for. I was playing with a lady out of who's in Philadelphia now, named uh, Dana Alexandra, who we opened for Brandy Carlisle one time. Like like we were the band right before Brandy Carlisle, and that was in um, Minnesota. I think that was in Minnesota. We drove there and drove back. It was really a drag to drive there and drive back <laughs> from York, Pennsylvania. Um, and then with with Shane Spiel, I used to play with a a, a, a redneck named Shame Spiel, who's the king of the cigar box guitar. That's right. He's, uh, he's, he's pretty well known in circles of old guys who make guitars in their garages. We opened for Tesla. We were told we were better than Tesla afterwards. Like, you guys blew Tesla off the stage. We're like, what the heck? But I was playing washboard in that ensemble. Hang I love playing Nicks. washboard. I, I just really love playing washboard because you can just shut off, just shut down and like just play. You know what I mean? Like, when you're playing songs, when you're the leader of the band, like you have to think about the words and you have to think about the chords you're playing. Right. Washboard is just like chicka 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 ting ting chicka 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 ting ting ching ching, and you can just shut down. And as long as like I'd be across the room, and as long as I could see Shane's foot bouncing up and down, I was right on beat. It really didn't have to even be close to him. And and as long as you don't ching when you're supposed to chicka, right? When you ching when you chicka, you need to chicka at the right time. But you just gotta in playing washboard. I've always found it's just best to turn off and just put on a show and have a good time and, and rock really hard. That's the whole thing with rock corn. When we were busking rock corn in the streets of Seattle, like we would, and we, we made this plan. We were like, we need to own this. Like we're at Madison square garden and there's thousands of people watching us. Like we're going to go out there and just dominate and just rock the sidewalk. And it was the, basically our attitude all the time was like this. And, and uh, it worked sometimes, usually. Sometimes <laughs> we were told to shut the hell up and <laughs> stop being so obnoxious. But, uh, but it's fun, you know? That's what I, I love about your performance is like you're like right. You'll be like in a person's face like this is right for you, right? <laughs> like this, yeah, this yeah. is all for you. This I'm doing this you. to rock you. Towards the end, the last few years of me playing solo, like in front of the Starbucks, I it was really just borderline insult comic act. Like I would, I would be like singing songs and then just talk about somebody taking a picture of the Starbucks or comment on something I really have no opinion commenting on, no no right to comment on, or just being obnoxious. And always for years, like you know the the, the day stall people, the people who work in the stalls, they don't like the buskers because the busker shows up, sings for an hour, makes some money and then walks away and has the rest of the day off and the day stallers like like the day stallers would come over and like tip me out and be like man you're giving it to those people today like keep going <laughs> keep making fun of the tourists because we are loving it over here we can't I mean, say that ish. right <laughs> but you can just walk away <laughs> yeah i've gotten a couple of tips from the uh the people across from Starbucks that way too. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. If you make the right comment at the right time, they're like, "Awesome!" Like they'll walk over and be like, "Here's a five just for saying that." Right, right. <laughs> like, I know. can say whatever. Like I'll I want just be because... like, "You'll you'll you'll never watch this video again." Like, what are you doing? Why are you wasting your time? <laughs> I'm gonna. I'd say things like, "I'm gonna take my whole vacations, but I won't have time to watch it." 
<laughs> I'll see like a 14 year old in a in an Iron Maiden shirt, and I'll go, "The white man came across the sea," and they're like, "I don't know what you're talking about." Like, right. this is the most famous Iron Maiden song in the <laughs> world. <laughs> you don't know what this song is. You should like burn that shirt or give it to somebody who deserves it. Between <laughs> you and me, nothing irks me more than a baby in a Nirvana onesie. <laughs> that is. Me you don't crazy. even know Nirvana. I'm like, you've named three songs, baby, toddler. <laughs> Dave, you're in a you're in a Nirvana onesie. Like, name three songs. Misfits bib. Fuck you... <laughs> screw the misfits bib. I'm out of here. I would like to mention my I've I've new music I've just recorded recently on my SoundCloud page and on my Bandcamp page. Ron um, with two ends Benway. With two ends Benway, like everything else in my life. And the most unoriginal when it comes to that. I feel like it's like streamlined, like everything. It's easy. Everything's wrong with two ends, Benway. Instagram, right. Facebook, um, SoundCloud, and Bandcamp. That's the way to do it. So I've been recording these new songs on a, a Tascam 8-track, a digital 8-track, which is just lovely. Like, I used to 4-track a lot of stuff with the, in the old cassette days, um, and you'd have to, like, record three tracks and then bounce them all onto four and then record two more tracks and then bounce them all onto four under three you know what i mean like right to get that enough is... and, but like eight tracks is just enough for me like i get to the end i'm like oh man yeah, I got like a washboard a... on either Next. left and right i got multiple vocals like it's a mess here so it's just eight tracks is just enough for me i'm really happy with the stuff i've been recording new songs um i did a cover of um pop music and i did a, a couple new songs of mine are are, are pretty happy with I, I went through a phase where i didn't write for Gosh, a good six or seven years, I didn't write a song at all. That is um, quite a stretch. But yeah, I went a long time. It almost to the point of where I was still playing gigs and still playing in bars and stuff like that. And people were asking for the old songs. And I just felt like, you know, I felt like I was at the at the uh, county fair playing my hit from 1985 or whatever. Play the Zuba Zuba song. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so it's nice to have new material and it's nice to feel current again when was your first busk like when was the first time you grabbed your guitar and said i'm gonna go play outside um the first time i busked for myself for money was in um was in air scotland oh yeah yeah you i went just to, happened to have a guitar with you um in air scotland in 2007 uh, a friend of mine was like hey let's I have a bunch of I have a, fr a friend named Viking Moses who plays music under the name Viking Moses. His name's Brennan. His parents didn't name him Viking Moses, but um, <laughs> he plays music under the name Viking Moses. And he, at the time, was um, was being managed by um, the guy who managed the Jesus and Mary Chain and Oasis and stuff like that. It was, it was right before that guy left the business. It was really a tough time because he like he managed Viking Moses and then went, "I'm gonna quit the business." screw music and just kind of left and was like, okay, never mind. But Bren Brennan was like, Viking Moses was like, hey, come to Scotland with me and England and we I have a bunch of shows planned and we can do this. So I was like, all right. And so I kind of got enough money for a ticket and bought a ticket and got to England with literally like nothing, like like a couple of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I found myself like over the years. I found like I, one time I was on tour in America and I found myself like in Atlanta with like seventy five cents in my pocket. I was like, oh, I better buzz. But I got my I got to Scotland and I was staying with a, a nice uh, a nice family, and uh, which Brendan had lined up and and i kind of said like oh i don't have any money and my friend said well you you better go busk then and i was like oh okay i know what busking is and i've heard about it and stuff like that but i'm gonna go try it for real and i went out and i knew like two or three cover songs so i'm playing my original songs at the time 
and a couple of like a Prince cover and um, something else I knew song wise. And I came home and they were like, how'd you do? And I was like, oh, not so good. I, I could do better. And my Scottish friend said, uh, said, with that American accent of yours, you should be singing Johnny Cash songs. So I looked up Ring of Fire and went out and sang Ring of Fire for five hours the next day and made a good amount of money, like made a, made a, a bunch of a bucket full of coins. And you're like, oh, it's all changed, but it's all onesies and twosies and whatever they call them. You're like, oh, this is $80 worth of change. Crazy. <laughs> yep. it, it mounts up quick. But yeah, so I started busking in Air Scotland, and then I went, took the train to Glasgow, and did it in Glasgow on Suckyall Street, which is was was really good. Which is all kind of everybody busks along Suckyall Street. Yep. And then Played and there. then did uh, that's the last time I was in a McDonald's was in Suckyall Street because <laughs> somebody gave me a, a Monopoly ticket for a free burger in McDonald's, and that was the last time I ate McDonald's. But then like then we went down to England to play shows in England, and I busked in Piccadilly Circus, and I once like, I, and this was like my sixth time maybe sixth or seventh time busking and i had a circle of 150 people around me in piccadilly circus playing uh, uh, uh twist and shout like i played twist and shout for like a half an hour easily just because <laughs> everybody was playing along with it everybody was into it so i just kept doing it and running from person to person and being a fool in the circle and uh, but yeah so then i so then i i kind of bust around england and we had shows we played regular shows where it was uh in lisbon portugal too we played in portugal we played in ireland we played in the in England and Scotland and like you play there with an acoustic guitar you get on stage and you can hear a pin drop like it's amazing like right not everybody's States, everybody's not talking <clears throat> over you and going hey, everybody's not trying band. to get laid or trying to or too drunk i mean there people are too drunk but they at least respect music enough to like be like oh this guy came from america we should listen to him kind of thing and uh, and that was just lovely like you can just the room was silent even to the point where i would stop and be like wow you guys are really lovely and go back into the song and then um my ticket after i finished this two months in the uk my ticket took me back to seattle and uh, I didn't really know anybody in Seattle. Uh, a friend of mine who I knew from Vegas slightly was living in Seattle, and she picked me up, and she took me over to some friend's house, and uh, we hung out. I hung out with these couple of guys, and one of those guys was the guy who was in Rock Horn. And, uh, and I just kind of was like, hey, I've, I've been busking in, in England. It's great, and I love it. And my friend's like, oh, they do that down on the market. And so we went down to the Pike Place Market and uh, kind of learned to bus together down there. <laughs> if you could give one piece of advice to anybody starting out in the busking business, what it, what it would be? Oh my goodness! Have fun and and uh, and yeah, I, I really try to I really try to make the sidewalk a stage. You know what I mean? I like to I like to take a chunk of sidewalk and make it make it something that is going to change the world in for that hour or so. And there's there's nothing better than playing and seeing someone who's a little sad or bummed or whatever on a Tuesday, and and they come up to you and then they're dancing and you know like you've I've you can turn the world around in the street playing music if you allow yourself to go there just go be yourself and do what you need to do that's awesome advice You're i'll climb on a mailbox i don't care <laughs> what i what i love about busking in vegas and for years and years it was illegal completely illegal to busk in vegas like they didn't want entertainment on the sidewalk they wanted entertainment in the casinos where the games were where they could take your money kind of thing where they could get you liquored up and take your money so there was no entertainment allowed on the sidewalk at all and like 10 years eight years ago some elvis impersonator sued the city and won 
And so now busking is legal in Vegas, but you cannot obstruct traffic in any way. And that's where I learned I put a cup on the head of my guitar and never stop. So you can like see somebody who's in, you know how you're like playing and you're stationary and you've got your bag down there so you can't really move and you'll see somebody coming up on you and they're having a good time and they just kind of have a good time with you and then they pass by and then they're gone. Right. In Vegas, you can just stay with them. Like you can, you can <laughs> yeah. see somebody coming and, and cause sometimes it takes them a minute to get money out or whatever. Or, uh, you can just kind of see somebody having a good time and you hang and you kind of walk along with them and you keep like, singing let's to walk, them let's sing. Yeah. Let's, let's do this. It's kind of a Harry Perry, you know, Harry Perry, the, uh, this Venice beach busker who plays with the skates and the turban. Oh, right. And he's a legend. I used to talk to him a lot when our, our kids, both our daughters went to the same elementary school together. So I'd, see him sometimes in the mornings and we talk a lot but uh it's the harry perry theory of just kind of staying with when you've got the person who you think you're <laughs> gonna sucker. get some cash out of you just kind of hang with them and you stay with them until they dig they got a minute to dig their their change out or whatever the last time when last time you were busking or maybe not the last time but when i was there and we met there you went out and made chips you actually got chips yeah and I was so like, oh, I totally want a chip. I've never gotten a chip busking in Vegas. And so I like, and this is the thing, like your mindset is so important because I was like, oh, Gary got a chip. I'm going to get a chip. And I went out and that day I got like a chip. And I was like, oh, shut up. I got a chip because Gary got a chip. It's like the four minute mile barrier. It's that, it's that same mindset with a hundred, like a hundred or a large bill. You got to think about the large bill on the bus. You have to envision the large bill in your case. That's right. And that large bill comes like I've gotten, I've gotten three uh, hundreds in my career. I've gotten several fifties. I've gotten more twenties that I can count, but you have to literally visualize that that 20 in your case and if you do it'll it'll show up but yeah that the manifesting is is really i really think the that you manifest it busking more than anything more than any job i've ever worked like you you go out with a positive attitude you make what you need to make kind of thing the last the last hundred i made in the street was awesome it's an awesome story like i'm standing on a box which i often will stand on a, a milk crate um, to be just higher than the people. You got to make a stage, you know? That's right. um, I'm standing on a milk crate and this guy's watching me and he's watching me for a while and he comes up to the tip case and I'm looking down and I'm singing and I'm looking down at him while he's tipping me and he opens his wallet and he's got tens on one side of his wallet and a five on one side and then a 20 on the other side of his wallet. And he looks up at me and I look down at him and <laughs> I kind of, and I break song. I'm still strumming, but I break song and I go, what are you going to do right now? Huh? <laughs> but yeah, this guy was great. And he just fans out the, the five twenties, drops him in my case. And then it's like, like he like dunks it like bam and he just goes bam and I was like yes this guy right here this guy champion of my day this guy right so you changed my day today well I have kept you for an hour but if you had a billboard going into Vegas that everybody going into Vegas which is you know everybody um, anybody who's anybody could see and it could say anything that you wanted to convey to the world what would you put on that billboard. Turn around. <laughs> okay, if you had a billboard going into York City <laughs> and it could oh, say anything you wanted. It would say, don't be racist. That's awesome. I like that. If, uh, everyone, everyone bleeds and deserves life. Don't be racist. That's what it would say. Yeah, it seems like life in America is a daily, like, cringing at racist people, like, white people are so bold nowadays just dropping n-bombs left and right and 
feeling like they own the country. It's really driving me crazy. It is pretty maddening. I just wish everybody could just see that like it's money. Money doesn't allow you to be a monster. And with that positive message, we'll end part one of this interview with Ron Benway. Thanks so much, Ron, for being here with me on the Weekly Music. It's the Weekly Music.